The Better on Draft podcast is part of the PodcastDetroit.com network and is recorded live in the Detroit Sound Studios above Activate Gaming in Ferndale, Michigan. Now, pop that 40 and kick back. Here is Dan, Nick, and Chad. out there in radio land my name is ken and welcome to the better on draft podcast episode number 21 we are officially legal to drink <laughs> yes, I was, you took my 21 joke that i was gonna try and pull off. Uh, I, th- I think we all had that joke coming yeah, into this episode pretty much once again i am ken sitting right across from me is nicholas what's going on nicholas happy friday and happy winter beer fest the weekend Yes, Winter Beer Fest weekend over in Comstock. You're going there tomorrow? I am going tomorrow. Do you have some uh, ideas in regards to what you are uh, looking to drink? I'm so bad that I don't even know what they even have this year. So you can be rest assured that I'll be looking at that during today's show. I think there's 20 variants of Dragon's Milk. So I'm sure I think there's Dragon's Milk with bacon, Dragon's Milk with peaches. Oh, boy. Dragon's Milk with avocado. Why don't they just? I, <laughs> I, I I'm making a lot of things up. Yeah, well, I wouldn't. Well, as opposed to what the 89 versions of Crooked Tree. Or oh yeah, what? the 89 versions of Crooked Tree. Yeah, we, we all know how well that went. <laughs> Robert, what's going on? Um, I'm just wondering if they make a you know a dragon's milk chipotle because you got every, all the other ingredients that are well, going in there. Well, they have the dragon's milk with chilies, right. the toasted chilies one. So I mean, unless you're looking like dragon's milk <laughs> chipotle, which comes with a side of E. coli or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to come and look this, for uh, like the restaurant chipotle. Yeah, yeah that's, that's 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 what I got yeah, out of there. That's, that's what, what I figured. That's where right I was there. going. So. Uh, <laughs> As you guys will notice, we're actually missing one of our hosties over at the Nightwish concert tonight. But instead of Dan, we have the Downies. The Downies. Hey, how's it going? Owners, founders of Downey Brewing Company. Why don't you uh, guys introduce yourselves? We'll start with the uh, young lady right next to Robert. Hello, I'm Lynette. Hello, I'm Lynette. the supporter of Dean, Dan, and John. The supporter. What, what, let's hold on. Let's let's break that down. What exactly is a supporter do? It's it's a wife and a mother. Oh, that was very sentimental. I'm, I'm, the, ch- I'm the cheerleader. There you go. <laughs> all right. Also, the taste tester for yeah. all our uh, fruit beers and everything like that. Oh, there you go. You got to so. have at least someone that can drink those at least. And yeah, I'm going to be the spokeswoman of craft beer. And when John says that he, <laughs> um, he said that if you don't like craft beer, you haven't found one yet. So all these women that I run into that say they don't like beer, I said, ah, you just haven't found it yet. I, I think definitely we all agree yeah, with that I, one. Yeah, definitely. Have, have you uh, reached out to any of um, like the, the Detroit draft divas, I think, or the... Not yet, but I was looking at that in the beer guide, and I said, aha, that's where we need to reach out to. Yep, there, there is definitely a large uh, group that is ever-expanding in regards to uh, um, the females coming into the craft beer industry, especially with the uh, the fact that there is, gosh, 55 standard BJCP-type styles plus every sub-style, sub-category. You know, there, there's always, as, as you said, there's, there's you know, 
4,000 breweries in the United States plus yeah. over 200 in Michigan. So you can imagine just how many different styles, how many different flavors you can get to. Uh, but who's right. the gentleman right next to you? Uh, I'm Dean Downey, and I'm the dad here. You're the dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the original brewer here uh, started the hobby back in the oh, mid-'90s and uh, just have been in love with it ever since. And now that my guys are a little bit older, we're, uh, we're going to do this together as a family. All right. Very nice. So uh, what was the first homebrew you ever did? Oh, boy. Uh, the, the style, it was, uh, you know, I can't remember. It was so long ago, but I know it uh, started out as an extract. I just got one of those kits. It was pretty simple. I think okay. it was IPA. Uh, Ooh, right uh, off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I think, I, actually, I think it was more of a brown ale. And oh, that's it, Ken's favorite. <laughs> and uh, just, you know, went from there. And, you know, we experimented with all the different kits. And then, of course, as you learn, you uh, go into the all grain. So that's primarily what we're doing now. All right. And uh, next to you. Hey, what's happening? Dan Downey. Dan Downey. Uh, yeah, Dan. We, uh, another member of the Downey team here. <laughs> we uh, each have our own individual skill set. I guess mine would be brewing and then marketing is my realm of the business here. That's what I'm up to. You're not very good at tasting. Oh, I'm an excellent. <laughs> I just wanted. I just wanted to make sure. I mean, you you, you got to have the ability yeah. to uh, taste your product to make sure it's good. 100%. You know, some some uh, markets you're not supposed to taste your product, like you know, meth. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but but with beer, I think it's okay to uh, taste your own product. So you uh, you do marketing. Do you manage? Was, was that me talking to you then over the uh, the web um, email? Or? Yeah, that was okay. A little, that was a little back and forth we had there. So that that was definitely you and I. Uh-huh. I think because I think you would introduce yourself as Dan, and I think I might have like said you know because Dan's one of the hosts here, and I'm uh-huh. like you're Dan. No, I'm Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to figure out exactly who you're talking to, but uh, who's right next to you? I'm John. Uh, I'm the chief financial manager, I guess, of the company, but I'm also uh, one of the brewers. I think probably more the creative one as far as the beers go. So we all have our little roles. So that's mine. So what what creativity? What what are you looking to uh, bring out? Like, what's a flavor that's definitely in your mind that you're looking to, you know, put into liquid soon? Um, I like bringing beers that you've never tried before. Um, we got one. It's called Troublemaker. It's got a bunch of different spices in it, and I actually based it off of <clears throat> the seven spices that are in, like, a cola. So okay. it's actually a wheat ale, and it's got all the spices of a cola, but it doesn't really taste like a cola, but it doesn't really taste like a wheat ale. So hmm. it's pretty hard to describe. Unfortunately, I don't have anything with me right now, but it's something that you've never tried before. So I like to do creative things that aren't out there and not just doing something new to do something new, but doing something new because it's a flavor that I think would taste good. Well, yeah, I think that's definitely something we look into in regards to, you know, looking at two of the major brewers in Michigan between Oddside and Shorts. Those are definitely the most off-the-wall flavor yes, beer companies that, that you absolutely. see. And they're ever-changing, ever-expanding. And, you know, sadly, Shorts isn't yeah, remaking the chocolate wheat. So uh, I don't know how I feel about that. But nonetheless, there's definitely so many different uh, beer flavors out there. And I think they definitely have the market for people to try. Um, but when you're not producing as much as shorts, you need to make sure that, you know, your your beers are going to be uh, not necessarily unpalatable because some shorts beers are unpalatable. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know, and that's that's my palate, I should say, is yep. unpalatable. <laughs> uh, you know, there, there are people that I know that can slam cans of steel reserve without any issues and uh, warrants. But, you know, for me... I, I just don't, you know, I don't agree with that. 
Um, so that's definitely an interesting to, you know, bring out flavors that you feel and you see that you've seen other places, but put them into a beer or a style of beer. Um, definitely interesting. So we're all drinking right now. Um, I think we're all drinking the uh, the Shirley. What was the Surly, name of it? Surly, 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 Surly. Surly. coffee yeah, bender. The coffee bender. So. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now, John, you brought that in. Yeah. So I'm actually an accountant by trade. So I uh, I had a client in Minnesota. I was out there in the fall, mm. and I went to Surly and uh, picked it up. They're actually a pretty cool brewery. It's a pretty interesting story, similar to ours. The son. Um, their father owned a abrasives factory, so we actually made sandpaper. Oh wow! And the son started home brewing, really liked it, and apparently all the sandpaper factories moved to China, so they needed to figure out something to do with the building. So they converted it into a brewery, started brewing beer, and this was only about ten years ago. Now they're one of the bigger breweries in Minnesota, and mm. they make great beer like that. Wow! So um, that's kind of similar to our story. Um, our grandfather, Dan and I's grandfather, my dad's dad, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, owns a paper die cutting business, and we converted a portion of that into where we're going to be brewing. So similar story, and um, this one is really good. It's a coffee bender. It's a brown ale, and they put coffee in it, but uh, it's really light. I think that's the reason I love yeah, it. It's, it's, it. Compared to the other you know, coffee you know, beers that are out there, this is definitely one of the lighter ones. As It doesn't have that strong... Uh, coffee taste if you yeah, will. It d- yeah, it doesn't have like the coffee bean the bean, flavor. Yeah, there yeah. there we yeah. go. Right. That's what yeah. I was looking for. Like there, there's a difference between coffee flavor and bean flavor. Yeah. You can taste the beans yeah. in some coffees that are extremely strong. Yep. Oh, that's the, the old barista talking in me. <laughs> oh, Ken. I know. I know. That was that was back back in the day when it was Beaners before Big B. Oh, yes. Ah. That's cool. Yeah. So you're you're a CPA on purpose. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, I had to do something in college to stick around for a fifth year. Oh, okay. Um, so uh-huh. I did a, a fifth year at MSU to become my C- to get my CPA. And oh, very nice. That's what I do by trade. I came right from work. I'm actually pretty busy right now. If you oh, guys tax season. Yeah. That's not, <laughs> right. yeah. not surprising I, at all. I just got done taking an accounting class. Oh, I've, I've taken yeah. enough of that. Yeah. I was feeling not, balanced? What's that? <laughs> feeling balanced? No. No way. <laughs> <laughs> I came out more confused than, uh, than going in. So. Maybe you need to be a double entry. Yeah. No. I'm going to slap there. you. <laughs> These accounting puns need to stop. Yes. yes. <laughs> All right. You need to drink so, more. Um, so where, where are you guys at in the process of the uh, the brewery? Are you guys actually uh, selling beer? Are you guys uh, – do you have your front yet? I know you were talking yeah. about your license. Yeah, well, well the, we, uh, we have all the equipment that we need. We have a three-barrel system, <clears throat> and it's all ready to go. We've been approved by the feds, uh, approved locally, and uh, it's up in the state right now. In fact, I was kind of hoping that today would be the day – that we would get our license right. since it's the 21, you know, and everything be legal thing. I thought that would be a great pun, but it, it didn't work out. Should be any day now. Yeah, any time now. How? So, but no, we, we're not brewing any yet. Uh, and it's just because of the licensing process. I don't want to jeopardize anything there. Well, right. we of course. We're set to go. So, we get that paper. so being in Dearborn, now we, you know, we were talking about Sullivan's earlier. They, they're in Hazel Park. They had, they were the very first one in Hazel Park. Yep. Uh, how's been the city's, uh, Reactions have they been supporting you guys in 
in starting a basically brand new business in Dearborn. Yeah. How's been? How's the city been? Yeah, we had in, to go in, in front this. of uh, the city hall. Yeah, and uh, they were very accommodative. Even the yep. mayor, he, he sped it up. He put us on the fast track. He's, he's oh, very excited, nice. So, the um, mayor asked uh, when he could get a growler. Yeah. Film, so I think he was, uh, <laughs> they were pretty on board with yeah. it. So his, his yeah. priorities were straight. Yeah, <laughs> but there's, uh, he, he understood the concessions of getting uh, it through involved a growler of beer. Yeah, the yeah. first growler. Yeah, it's just you know when I when I go through looking at news, you know, getting in prep st- uh, stuff prepped for the show. I see a lot more stuff in the beer industry related to law changes, and there's a lot of states out there that are, you know, revamping their laws to make it a little bit more accommodating yep. right. for small brewers such as you guys, such as you guys, mm-hmm. even up all the way up to you know when we get to the Atwaters, the uh, the Shorts, the Founders. You know, they're making it a lot more accommodating. So. Um, is the, are you got? Is there any brewery? Other breweries in Dearborn? That yeah, there's actually one that opened. It's uh, I think it's more of a brew pub. Brew pub. Uh, Dearborn right. Brewing Company, aptly okay. named. Right. Um, but yeah, they're right on Michigan Avenue downtown. If you're ever in the area, check them out. Yeah, uh, I, 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 unfortunately, I don't go down there very often <laughs> yeah. anymore after graduating college. So yeah. we'll uh, we'll actually be seeing them. They're going to be on the show on April first. Oh, very oh, okay. Okay. You know, you guys were talking about the mayor, and I'm pretty sure I saw on their website that the mayor is like a a mug club member at the Dearborn oh, Brewing okay. Company. Yeah, sure. That would not surprise me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Well, that's very pos- That's very very uplifting and positive that that you guys have gotten the support of the city right from. It sounds like right from the get go, especially yeah, in the yeah, whole licensing thing. Everybody was really excited about it. So. That's that's they have, everybody was business, a positive so. uh, reaction. Oh, very well, good. Most people like beer too. You're talking about the a community in Dearborn, which although it does have its nightlife and it does have its thing, the the culture of Dearborn. There are a lot of people who do not drink. There are a lot of people who, um, where like I know for a fact that there is a a place out there called Stadium Hot Dogs, which they announce themselves as the B Dubs. Of um like uh like B dubs but with hot dogs but they don't serve alcohol they don't serve obviously you know everything is um porkless okay um, right but the the point is is that it's a place for people to go watch sports a place for people to go do this without obviously the the alcohol without um you know still keeping within their religious beliefs but still going out in a 21st century world. Yeah. Um, so I didn't know how you know how it would be in regards to obviously two breweries are opening up in Dearborn within right. a year, so you know things are going well. But um, you know, you said you were in front of town hall. Was there any hesitation against you guys, or really was it just? No, it wasn't. Any, it was unanimous. Uh, I mean, we okay. Went oh there. wow. A lot of the. Just, <laughs> I think there was uh, seven members or so on the council. I think we knew five five of them or so. So it yeah. was already it was everyone was on board with it. I, I would gotta think that you know, being the Deer, you know Dearborn, that's they they got something going on over there, big time, especially over these last couple of years. It seems like so. I think this would be a an opportunity for the city of Dearborn to bring other people, such as ourselves, that don't live in Dearborn, to come out and visit the city and visit places like these guys and Dearborn Brewing. Well, and, I I think the the big thing, and you know, we compare it to other places like North Center Brewing, who are in yeah. Northville, and they have that downtown area, right. that more. Upscale area, whereas you know, that, yeah, it's yeah. it's not a place where you you know people would want necessarily a brewery because it's you know it's Northville. Not to you know, I I think a lot of people understand what I mean by saying it's Northville. You know, they're a little bit more upscale, hoity-toity, uh, bougie <laughs> uh, type people up there. Uh, I'm sure Bob would probably agree with you over at North. Center. Maybe they need a brewery. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, yeah, they have yeah. they have three there now because okay. they have North Center, they have a Northville Winery, which is also a brew pub. 
Um, and then they have uh, yeah, that's the one that's like a big barn or something, right? Uh, I don't winery? remember. Okay, I know it's right across the street from North Center Brewing, and it's right next to the cigar place. Both places I've been to still haven't been to the winery. Oh, <laughs> so, and then you have uh, you have North Center, not North Center, uh, Granite City opened up there. Oh, and okay. from what I was hearing from you know when Bob was out here is, is that when North uh, Granite City came, Northville was like, yes, please come. But that's the difference between a small time brewer and a. Um, it's not really a macro brewer, but a corporate brewer. It's, it's, you know, they're starting to become more of a chain yeah. now, especially yeah. here in. Well, uh, I mean, they're, they're opening up at the Rensen, yeah, too. Yeah, they got a Rensen. They obviously have their Troy location, now in the Northville location. So Yeah, and I think I saw them out in Madison, Wisconsin, too, when I was out in Madison maybe like four or five years ago. Yeah, so, so they're getting out there now. Oh, yeah. yeah they're definitely getting out there. So it'll, it'll be interesting to um, um, see as, you know, these, these places for breweries are. <clears throat> Uh, expanding now. My, my question to you guys, and this is definitely something to uh, to think about. What do you guys see a potential bubble popping in the state of Michigan in regards to breweries? No I mean, way. you're you're the newest so. ones, but you you don't foresee a not necessarily even a crash, but sooner or later there's going to if be. I, if there's going to be a crash, I would say it'd be big commercial beer, you know, Budweisers, and you know that whole industry that might be the crash, and then the craft beers is on the rise. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't really see it being a, a, a bubble bursting, but I think you'll see some people that maybe didn't really expand at all and they kind of just stayed where they are. And then when someone wants to retire or kind of be done, then they'll be done with it. Kind of like maybe like more like a restaurant industry for the smaller ones that yeah. they come and go. Yep. Um, but I, I don't think that it's this is going to go away at all. That's for well, sure. You know, you're, you're looking and you, you mentioned the restaurant industry, and that's definitely one of the hardest industries to get in because – you know, um, statistics, be it what they are, 50% of new restaurants close within a year. Yeah. And that's that's not like, you know, trying to be pessimistic. That's just fact. Right. You know, it, it all depends. You can do all your research. You can have all the information you have in regards to the area and what they need or what they want. But sooner or later, it's not going to allow you to – excuse me um, – you know, sooner or later, there's going to be – again, it's not necessarily a bubble in regards to restaurants, but, you know, it just – Mistakes, I guess, would be a proper term. Yeah, Um, yeah, ups and downs. There's flows, you know, in any industry, and there will be like that with in the craft beer industries. You'll see some go away, and some new ones pop up, and then you know some consolidate. Well, you you look at it, and there's two different reasons why somebody gets into a brewery, and I think we talked about it last week when we were talking about John Taffer's article. It's you get in there because you love it, which it looks like you guys. I mean, home brewing for twenty some odd years, you have to love it, (laughs) or you get in there for a money grab, and I think. There are places that had money grab. I think that's what happened with Copper Canyon. Yes. Uh, when Copper Canyon went out of business. Yeah. Ooh, um, yeah. I th- <laughs> <laughs> Rob's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 What's funny is, is if you look on Untapped, you see people who are like drinking Copper Canyon bottles from years ago. And you're like, oh, <laughs> what are you drinking? Because it'll still pop up every once in a while. And like there are times where people will have the picture and you're like, you actually have so it. Have you're actually <laughs> drinking it. I am cur- I'm curious what you have. Um, but I know like, you know, especially in a city like Southfield, definitely there, I think they're definitely yearning for a brewery, but I think Copper Canyon, I mean, they turn it into a cigar bar slash brewery slash. We we talked about it on the show early on the show. I don't know how long ago, but it's just that that location was just so. Oh yeah, you had to get off service drive. Yeah. 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 You get off at Losser. Yeah. You had to get off at like what telegraph and go around and, you know, telegraph snake around to do a loop or, you know, come down a lot, click your heels three times, (laughs) make a wish upon a star. Then eventually you get there, but man, 
<laughs> so where is your guys' actual location at? Well, the uh, the address is 13121 Prospect. It's in uh, an industrial area of uh, Dearborn. It's on the east end of Dearborn. We're really close to I-94 and um, the Michigan Avenue exit. Oh, so, so wow. Oh, so, yeah, you're like right off the freeway. Yeah, there. so that, that, that will make it convenient if someone wants to go in there. I was going to say, yeah, because I um, uh, obviously I always get off at Michigan Ave off 94 to get right. into Dearborn. Right, um, and then, then you're right by us. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm down for that because I yeah. think that's – that's definitely going to be a place where people that need to want to go into Dearborn would stop in for a drink or two before going into the downtown area. Yep. Or people coming out, they're like, you know, hey, you know, we got a little extra time, an hour or two before last call. Let's head over to, um, you know, Downing. So that's actually a really good spot because yeah. you're yeah. not mixed in with the downtown area and no. for competition. Right. But you're, you know, you're by yourself to where everyone has to pass you twice. Yep. yep. Once yeah. in, once out. Yeah. And, 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 and Prospect does parallel Michigan Avenue. We're probably about three blocks south of it. Yep. So Well and, and again, we've we've seen definitely industrial type drives. Like you got three Floyds in Munster, you've got uh Dragon Meat over in Warren. Yep. You know, these off the beat paths do not affect, you know, the the industry and the fact that, you know, you the the entire beer industry has such a crazy following. You look at places that have opened like Ascension, uh Lansing Brewing Company reopening, uh these places got hit hard. The second that they open for business, mm-hmm. um, Ripe you, Rain's another good one. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ripe. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, that's like a dead end cold de sac. Yeah. Hey, but right. it's a Corner. salon saloon. You can yeah. get your hair cut too. <laughs> right, right. That's right. That first door inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Russ is pretty funny. Yeah, sometimes uh, the hard to find locations add a little bit of a lure to it. I don't know. That that's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah. It's cool. It's like, oh man, where's well, this brewery? And then like you find a, it, and you're like, wow. I, I think that's the same. I don't know if you guys have ever been to uh, Jaden James out in Grand Rapids, but that's probably one of my more favorite breweries out in Grand Rapids and it's definitely not downtown it's not close to Founders it's uh, right off the beaten path um, I took it I was out there for some restaurant that I was working at and I just drove by it and I just saw it and I'm like oh that's a brewery I'm going to go stop in <laughs> they're seating they have some small horseshoe bar um, you know they have like uh, meat and cheese trays and that's really it it's not really anything crazy or anything you know but it's their beer was just on point you know nearly everyone that I had and then they have wine too and yeah. Yeah. well we're, we also are going to get a uh, small winemaker's license because the other thing that we really like is uh, ciders Yep. So I've been ex- experimenting with some of those, just a straight up, you know, apple cider, but then putting different flavors with it, uh, raspberry or cranberry or a lot of different ones that we've done over the years, and it really kind of goes up. Uh, uh, mom's mom likes that kind of yep. stuff. I told, I <laughs> so told. if mom is happy, everybody's happy. <laughs> yep. And there's a little story behind that. So Dean was making beer. And I said, well, I like beer, but, you know, I really like wine. So then he started making wine. And then I said, you know, I really like cider. And then he started making cider. So I think this is a pretty good gig I got going. You know? <laughs> I was going to say, you know what might be a good idea? Say you really like money. And yeah. then just start making money. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm terrible with jokes. <laughs> in, uh, in advance. Just keep on taking them, too, man. Oh, was that was that a joke that you had, too? No, that one I did not have. I was still alluding to the 21 joke. I'm Eventually. like the Carlos Mencia of beer podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stealing everyone's jokes. Something oh, that they've kind of gotten into because of my nudging is mixing more of the fruit flavors with the beers. And Dean has some nice juice and wine blends. As well as he's been experimenting with different juices and wheat beers. So I think we can pull in the woman uh, drinkers. 
with the yeah. blends. Yeah, I think that's definitely um, – I think – well, first of all, I think ciders have exploded as of yeah. recently yeah, and I think years. they've overtaken the market where meads were. Um, as much as there's still a market for meads, I think ciders and cideries, you look at every cider um, – what are those play? Apple orchards. Everyone has their own cider. Oh, yeah, why not? Yeah. Now. Got to. Because everybody wants it. You know, it's gone from, you know, everyone, you know, people making their own type cider, you know, cider and rum or cider and vodka, cider and yeah. whiskey. Whereas now they're like, you know, why not we make it and make money off of it instead of people buying our cider and not, you know, not buying the liquor from us. Yeah, so. right, right, right. So you guys are looking to get obviously a small winemaker's license. Yep. Um, are you limiting it to ciders? Are you going to go into meads or... Um, I don't know about the meads. I, mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it, but then sometimes you – I don't want to spread ourselves too thin. Well, that's right. Yeah. Um, I've, I've never made it. I've, I've drank it, and it's really nice. It's, it's a good product, but I've never made it. So well, I, I, don't, I don't really have enough experience with this. Well, I'd say it would go that way. You, you've definitely got um, – between Bee Nectar and Shrams, which are both local, those are two of the best meaderies in the world, mm-hmm. not just the, uh, you know, the country. You look at countries like um, – you know, countries in Europe – uh, Italy, France, England, and you know you go to a beer shop or um, you you go to a beer shop there. You're going to see bee nectar there. Okay, yeah. you know they they do more global marketing than local marketing in regards to the amount of uh, uh, beer that they sell. Obviously, in Michigan, they're a big seller, of course. Uh, yeah. But you know they're not in all the states. But if you go again, you go to a bottle shop. Um, I'm a part of a lot of Facebook groups and. Uh, if you go to like a bottle shop in Italy, you're going to see bee nectar there. Yep. So not necessarily Shrams. I don't think Shrams makes it out as far as bee nectar does. Uh, but I think uh, bee nectar's facility is a lot bigger than Shrams, so they can pump out more. Yep. But, I was in Glasgow this summer, and there was bee nectar, and it was amazing. <laughs> I was like, that's like two miles from my house back home, and I was just astonished. I was telling everyone in the okay. store, this is from Michigan, man. <laughs> Or they're trying to sell it to you. You're like, yeah. hey, have you ever had this bee nectar? It's from the States. <laughs> Funny you should ask. Yeah. I've been there. <laughs> have you guys actually been to the meadery at all down here? Or, uh, bee nectar. Yet? I've been to bee nectar, yeah. Yeah, that yeah, place have, is cool. Uh, they have their uh, Dragons Are Real Festival this next weekend. Oh. So I think it's um, it's $14 for a ticket, and it's all-you-can-eat food. Um, and then they have beer tickets. So I know the uh, the food is going to be served by Heroes and Villains, the food truck. Oh, those are good. Okay. Yeah, we uh, heard that. So it's pretty much gourmet deli sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Very good. Um, so I think for $14, you can pig out and feel justified in spending the money very easily. And then, of course, they're going to have their Dragons Are Real uh, available for purchase plus a bunch of drafts. And usually when they when they have their little parties, they definitely know how to do it down there. Um, if you've ever been to a meet, I don't think you guys have been to any of their uh, mead release parties there, have you? No, I haven't. Yeah, the the lines get a little crazy over there. Um, I don't care about the uh, like the crazy one offs that they brew because again, you know, you you talk about there's a beer for everyone. You know, you just haven't had the right. Well, there there's so many beers out there. Why do I need to wait in line for that one beer that I'm only gonna have once? Um, <laughs> <laughs> one time. Yeah, yeah, like standing in those long lines at beer fest and. Well, yeah, that's why I never stand in line yeah, at beer fest. We no. just go to the the first place. Uh, have you guys ever uh, attended a beer fest as a uh, consumer? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. what, what is your guys's? I mean, you know, uh, a lot of people are not going to be able to listen to it until after the beer festival. Um, you know, we 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 have our podcast as sort of you know we expect it to be like uh, a Sunday morning listen if you're home brewing at home or a Monday morning drive listen. Okay. Um, but what are your guys's? Um, not necessarily opinions of beer fest, but how do you attack the beer festival? <laughs> you know, like what 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 are, what are your guys' plans of action when you're there? Um, 
I really like to go to places that I've never been to or heard of before. Mm-hmm. I like to hit up the new ones. Yep. Uh, usually those ones actually have shorter lines because all the lines are at the big places, but I've probably had pretty much all the beers of the big the big guys. At least, at least the, the, the main ones, at yep. least. Yeah. Um, occasionally there'll be a rare one at one of the bigger places, and yep. I'll wait in line for that. But I really like to, to get the the new places and see what's up and coming, who's the guys that are going to be the big guys later on. Um, and that's in the Fall Beer Fest we were just hanging out uh, Thumb Coast Brewery. It's yeah, a brew pub yep. out of Port Huron, and I think they had some of the best beer there, and there was almost like no one in line there for them, and we just kept going back. Do you, just, do you remember the name of the brewery awesome. before Thumb Coast? Because they took over a brewery over there. Ah, I don't know. Yeah. I but can't think of it. If you guys keep talking, I'll figure it out. <laughs> I've, I've actually I've, I've been to it when it was that original brewery, but it was so weird because the, the four beers that they had, like three of them were tapped, so I pretty much just had all guest beers while I was there. Huh. So, but what about you, Dan? Pretty much a very similar strategy. You know, I'm I'm looking for something that I haven't had before. Um, you know, something that sounds like I would really enjoy. Maybe like a wet hopped IPA or kind of a bourbon barrel um, stout or something like that. And then uh, I also really like talking to the actual brewers themselves. And, you know, see what their business is like and how they're doing and what they're up to, and just sort of mingling with them and you know introducing ourselves and stuff like that well i think that's what's nice about the brewers guild festivals and composed to uh other festivals because if you go to like um uh i know powers did a few festivals at dte over the last few years yeah. and uh the zoo brew uh all those have like volunteers and stuff they're not the brewer or you know brewer representatives so you're, you're just going there to drink you're not really going there to talk <laughs> I think when we went to the Zoo Brew that one year, I only got to meet like a rep from Frank and Muth Brewery. Everybody else was a uh, zoo a zoo volunteer. volunteer yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what about you, Dean? Well, I like to get there early and go as fast as you can. <laughs> 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 and my strategy last time we were there, what was it? Uh, October, we were there. Yep. I, I was looking for He's all not the, kidding the, the high <laughs> the high ABV ones. We took an oh. Uber down there and an Uber home. So. There you go. We, I can attest to that. Yeah, <laughs> we, we actually walked because I live right across the street from Eastern Market. So yeah, yeah, we walked. You you might have seen me because I had a. Uh, I, I wasn't had, seeing too many people. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I had two friends who thought I bought them tickets for the festival, so they didn't buy their own. So they showed up to my apartment on Saturday, like, "Oh, you got our tickets?" And I'm like. No. Oh, so I was pretty much, I'm like, crap. So I'm like, I got my... my uh, Scalping tickets. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I, I pretty much got... Because they usually have a guy with a megaphone there that's, you know, um, meeting people who are selling tickets and buying tickets yeah. and wound up getting them. But yeah, that was definitely a, a crazy adventure. But we got in. The um, the the Brewers Guild, the... Uh, uh, what, what are they called? The... Um, the the people who pay that extra fee oh the uh, the enthusiasts enthusiasts yeah that extra hour oh yeah, yeah there's no lines anywhere that was ridiculous there's so much room and you can just go to town yeah on we, all the we breweries. were in, in an hour early because of where were the like VIPs for the uh, the Brewers Guild okay oh very new, nice new, yeah, members as being brewers so they we got to go in early and that was that was nice were you there Lynette? No, I was out of town that weekend. Oh, so I missed it. I missed it. These jerks over here. <laughs> yeah, we we definitely, um, you know, our our biggest thing that was uh, Dan, who's our other host, his first time. Nick and I have been there a few times. A few times. Robert, I don't think you've been to one yet. I have not been to one yet. So not you know, yet. we we basically looked. So for the first hour, we went to every single place that we could. You know, look for the short lines, and then after that, we pretty much hung in the indoor shed. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and we literally just circled around until, you know, there, there was enough Don't breweries nice. in that circle shed and it wasn't as packed as the outside area um, to where we weren't, you know, we, we definitely got a little uh, tipsy that day. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, because, well, well, we went to Socialmico's after and I remember just yeah. we were going hard on the sangrias. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> tortillas <laughs> and tortilla chips. Yeah, and salsa. just everything. Yeah, it was definitely – it was that I feel like um like a Taco Bell run, but with yeah. Socialmicos instead. <laughs> yeah, so good Mexican food as yeah. opposed to tat you know horrible for you fast food. No quesalupas at Socialmicos, that's for sure. <laughs> so, uh, John, what is it you poured me here? Uh, so this is an experimental beer that uh, I made. Talking about creativity, this is actually a uh, oak aged coffee chocolate blueberry raspberry stout. So. There's a lot of stuff going on. I think I need to play a little bit with the flavors, mm. figuring out how to balance them all. Um, but it's definitely got some interesting things going on in it. And uh, You're correct when it says it has a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of action. So, yeah, like you, you can taste like you pretty much taste everything and then like the the fruit hits you right at the end. Yeah. So that's fine for me because I don't mind a fruit aftertaste. So it's definitely – one. Yeah, it's, it's definitely – I'm I'm digging it. I'm <laughs> I was say, you're drinking. You, you haven't really stopped sipping at it. I, I, yeah, I mean, you're that's, still going to town. That's, that's right pretty there. much what happens with me when I find it. <laughs> I, I get a one track mind. So the brewery that used to be uh, Thumb Coast was called Quay Street. Okay. okay. Oh, there you go. So I remember he, he eventually that. found it. I was gonna say I'm like I knew it was there because we went there before. We went there when it was uh, cold, so you got to see like the uh, the lake on ice, and it was pretty nice little. Uh, uh, view over there, but uh, you got Thumb Coast, not to be confused with Thumb. Have you guys been to the Thumb Brewery up in Caseville? No. no, no. It's pretty much in like an old, old school house, like you know, a big, like, like uh, you know, maybe like a ten bedroom type house. Um, yeah, big area, not a big area, very confined. Uh, but they, when I went up there, they had a lot of guest taps and just a few of their own, but definitely a nice little place up in Caseville, um, especially if you're out there, you know, camping because you got uh, that big. Uh, um, campground that's right up there i can't think of that i think it's it. sleeper is that where cheeseburger fest is yes is that caseville yeah, yeah cheeseburger fest is in caseville I definitely then, yeah sleeper state so uh definitely a great place to go up in uh um thumb brewery but uh you know let's let's figure out we, we talked about your um you know the, the brewery a little bit we talked about it but what are what are some of you guys favorite styles like what type of you go to a bar what's the style of beer you're always going to gear towards you know you have you go to hop cat and you have oh, yeah. 130 beers so I, I I pretty much always gravitate to the IPA. Mm. That's uh, oh, I, actually I kind of judge a brewery by their IPA. In fact, when we were at uh, the Brew Fest the last October, that I would just taste it from each one of their you know the brewers. How did it taste? And they're all good. And are, are you, <laughs> well, after five or six, I'm sure all of them taste uh, you know really good. Like, oh, now, really are, good. are you talking about standard IPAs or like double sessions? Fruit. I'm not really all that particular, but I, I will not so much the fruit, but you know uh, I like the doubles, the, the triples, and, and the standard. I mean, my my probably my gold standard for for beers would be uh, two hearted. That is definitely my favorite. It's always it's always yeah. a good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, think, even yeah. people that uh, don't are not into the craft beer or you know that will end up liking that. It was kind of funny. My dad was like. You ever try this two hearted stuff? It's really good. <laughs> yeah, that actually is my favorite. No, no, Dean, your favorite beer when someone uh, asks oh, you yeah. is cold and free. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, we, we we were messing with slogans and stuff. Yeah, we, we were talking about the two best beers is the one in front of you and the one after. Yeah, there you yep. go. <laughs> and when we go somewhere and someone will say, "Can I get you a beer? What would you like?" Dean's standard answer is anything you got if it's cold and free. So, <laughs> you know, and that's that's definitely something that, you know, I agree with, too, um, in regards to the fact, you know, a lot of people definitely look down on the the yellow ales or, you know, the, the macro ales, the macro lagers, whatever, um, whatever, yeah. whatever you want to call <laughs> yeah. it. But the fact of the matter is, you know, I, I 100 percent agree. You know, if, if somebody offers you a beer and you're going to be like, oh, this isn't devil dancer. <laughs> Gosh, you don't have any quadruple IPAs to give me. Belgian um, quad, Belgian. Yeah, yeah. it's it, you know it's it's definitely something I do appreciate. You know, I appreciate you, and I appreciate um, that type of mentality because I think it's lost on a lot of the uh, the younger crowd in regards to the craft beer um, because the it's becoming a very exclusive club. People are becoming very very pushing people out if you don't like you know and and I felt it a lot too because I I don't like IPAs. Rarely do I like IPA. Yeah. I don't like barrel aged beers. Okay. Um, you know, I lean more towards ambers, browns, alts. Mm. Those are my three, you know, standard beer styles. So when, you know, somebody's like, oh, try this barrel. Of course, I'm going to try it if you give it to me. Mm -hmm. I went to when I went to uh, Grand um, the beer festival last year and I was looking at all the beers and uh, Grand Rapids Brewery. Everything was barrel aged or an IPA. And I'm like, you know, I they're like, can I get you some? I'm like, no, thank you. And he's like, oh, come on, you got to try this. So I tried it, and I had this like bitter beer, like bourbon beer, that oh type face. And he's like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, well, he's like, why'd you try it? I'm like, because you offered it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna so, say no. No, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not gonna say no. no. But you know, that's that's definitely something that I appreciate, and I think lacking in the industry is you know especially the craft beer industry is that you know if you say you like you know i my my fa guilty favorite that everybody knows here is strohs in a bottle okay. oh <laughs> if, I, if i see if i see strohs in a bottle not in a can gotta be in a bottle if i see it i will pick that over a lot of beers especially because one the price is usually good yep uh, and two the flavor is just there for me but uh what, what about you dan uh, let's see. Uh, I would probably uh, maybe exact opposite to you. I love those IPAs and those bourbon age stuff. Um, but I no guilty pressure. If I'm out mowing the lawn or something, give me a PBR. I'll get down with there it. There you oh, go. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Nice. Yeah. I think well, it was funny because we have um, uh, a mutual friend, Nick, and I called. Uh, we call him CB2. And he uh, he's a big fan of PBR, and he hates the fact that PBR is getting like that hipster. <laughs> and he's like, my tall boys are going from like two dollars to four dollars now yeah, everywhere oh, I go. So he's uh, he's upset that everybody's liking it now. It's 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 funny because I went to Wayne State and I was I was in a fraternity. Uh -oh. No. Uh -oh. Yeah, but I'm like, you know, I. <laughs> I, I, I thought PBR at the time was like this old, you know, like this old stuff. Like no one drinks PBR anymore. And I go, I you know, go and meet these guys because I'm looking to rush the fraternity. They're drinking PBR. They're like a couple years younger than me. I'm like, did I miss something here? <laughs> <laughs> when, when did you guys younger than me start drinking PBR? And then eventually, you know, just you know, as we talk about guilty pleasures, that's actually one, one of mine. As I hit my laptop yeah. here, <laughs> that's actually one of mine. And I just had that not that long ago. Yeah. Like, if I I remember correctly for something. I don't remember what it was for, but which uh, fraternity did you pledge? I rushed Theta Tau. I'm an I mean it's part okay. of the uh, it's an engineering fraternity. Okay, I went to Wayne State too, and I was Pike. Oh, okay. So. All right, so you, you, you're right there on uh, on Cass. 
Well, it was. Oh, well, they, it was before. This is long. Time so, so, ago. They, 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 <laughs> so that was before they had that. They had the house. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we were he at was, Hancock. He was a tartar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. There. Absolutely. And if he goes back, he'll be a retarder. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna talk to your father like that. Come on. Let's say someone's uh, walking shame, home. Shame, 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 as the father, you should punish him. Yeah. Well, I no. I'll, I'll admit it. I don't have to even go back to be a retarder. <laughs> You just need to see me at 7 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, oh, God. You know, I I can't do the mornings. I never yeah. got used to it yet. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. What about uh, you, John? Um, I think I'm really big on to whatever mood I'm in yeah. or maybe the season. So, you know, after <coughs> hockey games, drinking Molson, Labatt. Um, in the winter, you know, probably a lot of bourbon barrel age stuff, yeah. uh, porters. Uh, in the summer, I like a lot of sours. Um, mm-hmm. kind of interesting, and then I think pretty much any time of the year, if you have a nice fresh IPA, it's got to be something that's that's not been sitting on the shelf for a while. But how long's a while to you? I'm very curious about this because everybody has a different answer. <laughs> to me, I can actually like if I look at the bottled on date, and it's sometimes I don't want to be like picky, but if it's over four weeks old, sometimes it, I can start to taste it. Usually, it's still really good, but. If it starts to go over four weeks, I can start to taste it. I think I have a pretty good palate, and I think Stone did a really good job with that enjoy by. Yeah, we, and we, that's a, yep. a, a yeah, great we, we example. Don't, we didn't follow that rule. We, we drank that <laughs> I actually found there's a um, liquor store by my office over in Farmington Hills that actually has the same finish by, or have by this date, the one that we had on the show. That was like uh, November. Yeah, I know. What was it? The, the enjoy by what was it? Like it, Christmas Eve or yeah, something? Yeah, it was like, like that? Christmas Eve or New Year's yeah, Eve yeah. or something. Yeah. What what about you, Lynette? I know you like the fruitier beers. I know you like, you know, ciders, wines, you know. Do you what what do you lean towards when you go to a a brewery or a, a beer store even? All right. Probably would depend on my mood. I think I follow John. I like the sours. Um, I actually drank one of his sours that he brought home from Ohio, and I didn't realize it was special. It was in the refrigerator. Oh. Um, he can tell you about that. Um, yeah. And then I like Copcat. I'll have the peach lambic. I really like mm. that if I'm in the mood for something sipping. Um, I like all kinds of beer, wine, and cider. I'm as long as it's cold and free. Yeah. <laughs> as you long as she's what? not paying the tab. Yeah. I have to say, I'm not a big fan of IPAs. Um, if I didn't like a beer, it'd probably be IPA. That's fair. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I think a lot of people are starting to move. You know, um, we we had this trend for the last three years of like the hop, the more hops, more hops. You know, what does it need? More hops. Right. That's that's all it needs is more hops. And you then know, we talked about that one beer. That, oh, that the dogfish head. The dogfish that's going to be like, that's like six hundred IBUs. Six hundred yeah. IBUs. Yeah, it's like, yeah like, that's six hundred too many. At what point do you cross that line and make it gets? To the point where it's undrinkable. Yeah. So I don't well, know if they uh, reached that point or not. We're going to take a quick break, though. Uh, play a few songs, regroup, uh, grab some glasses, and uh, we'll be right back with a better on draft podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with a better on draft podcast. Once again, my name is Ken. We got Nick and Robert, my co-hosts here, as well as the Downey family of Downey Brewing Company. I think the first family ever to be uh, part of the show. <laughs> hey, we're family. Yeah, but like as guests, oh, okay. they're the first family. I was gonna say, do you, I'm, not, I'm not your brother anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Makes He's me just sad. To do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, You're out. 
By the way, we got to tell you something. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. He's let it slip. <laughs> <laughs> the plot thickens. It's, it's the beer talking. <laughs> that never happens. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> really? So, um, you know, uh, obviously, how, how did you get into home brewing? Like, what made you want to start brewing your own beer? Well, <laughs> yeah. Was, Suddenly there was some yeah, money symbols yeah. flash. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, I, uh, my, probably the first craft beer that I started drinking was Sam Adams. And I really, really liked it. Uh, and I went from Bud Light. It was my lawnmower beer. You know, I'd do whatever yeah, I was doing. Yeah. I'd have that. It was crisp. It was, but I start drinking that, and I really liked it. So back then, it's probably about $6 for a, a six-pack. And it's just like, wow, that is a lot of money. <laughs> and I was looking in, of all places, a AAA magazine, and they said they had this thing, this kit, make your own beer. I'm going, well, that's that's pretty interesting. So I said, uh, if you can get me that for Christmas. And so I, you know, got it. It was, a, you know, the just the beginner kit, and I did everything that they did, and it was it ended up tasting really good. I can tell you the first time that I brewed it and you bottled it, you're supposed to let it age. And I was so excited. I got I got to drink it. <laughs> it and, didn't age. And uh, well, yeah. Well, not at, at first it didn't. And that first sip was like, oh god, I did something wrong. It's horrible. And I said, well, I'll let it, you know, age for about uh, two or three weeks. And I had it again. It's like, oh hey, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been. I, I can't even tell you how many I've I've made. I just <clears throat> I've lost track. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I think but it was money, and, and yeah, then and then after a while, it's too expensive. And then and after a while, I was experimenting. You're like, well, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, what is this going to taste like, and what is that going to taste like? And when you brew, if if you do it long enough, it's like cooking. Really, I mean, I consider it cooking in in, in its own okay. way. Mm-hmm. I was going right? to say, do you have any culinary background or no? But that, I'm a cook at at our house, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's is he a good cook, Lynette? He's a very good cook, and he usually cooks, and I clean up. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah! I hate cleaning up. So, so, so you know, we were so you want to make the mess, but yeah, there you go. And he can boil boy. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, so then you start pulling in flavors that you like, and you, you add a little of this or a little of that, and and you know that that's what I I like to do. You can really customize your beer in different styles. You know, that's fair. Beer. So um, obviously, being the sons of a home brewer. Um, did you guys have that say, I mean, one of you went to Michigan State for a little bit. Both I don't know. Us, both yeah. of you guys both did. Both are MSU grads. Yeah. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep. Uh, when, when, when I think, mind you, you know, my, my group of friends, and you're only a couple years younger than me, but my group of friends at Michigan State, it was always Popov. Like, that was their drink yeah. of choice, and I just was, couldn't stand it. That must have been pre-Burnett's era. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think, <laughs> I, I don't think Burnett's was, uh, was around at that time, but... Definitely something, you know, when, when I would go there, um, uh, you know, I, I definitely would just drink uh, usually like Southern Comfort. So I could never do like that that pop off. But what was your guys' like drink of choice while you were in college? Were you, you know, were oh, you, you dude, obviously. Anything that was in front of me. Anything. <laughs> I had a. Cold, cold and free. Cold and free. There you go. It's genetic. I had a roommate that always forced us to get uh, Natty Ice oh. um, because oh, yeah. it had the extra like 0.9% alcohol. And he's like, man, we got to drink this stuff. It's got an extra 0.9%. If I would have known that I could have got a craft beer at the time that was like 7-8%, yeah. it tasted good. But Yeah, but you get one seven, 8% craft beer for the price of 30. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, was, yeah, it was usually like 30 racks for sure, like Bush Light or you know, whatever. You're playing beer pong. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say. 
Yeah, some somebody had brought up the uh, the fact, you know, trying to describe what Natty Ice or Bush Light tastes like or Milwaukee's best, and somebody said it tastes like beer pong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you guys boy. laugh, but now yeah. that you think about yeah, it, you're like, like, yeah, it, it tastes it's like, like beer pong. It tastes yeah, like yeah. Yeah. That, that's pretty true. So, yeah, we used to back way back in the day when we used to have beer pong over at my uh, um, my place. Yeah, uh, we used to have like craft beer, beer pong. And I used to have a refrigerator filled with beer imports, craft. I used to go to merchants over at Dearborn, spend two hundred fifty dollars, fill up my refrigerator. Uh, People would bring their own and we were playing, you know, like some of the like the worst beers that we had was like Guinness and (laughs) um, like uh, blueberry tray from uh um, Dark Horse, back before they had you know all of the the barrel aged four elf quad aged in sixteen different barrels combined together in eighty nine different uh, flavors of crooketry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's still that's still always a fun joke because I don't know if you guys saw the Hopcat takeover from Dark Horse. I was there. Yeah, yeah, we there. there. I tried to drink every single beer I think I got to like <laughs> my friends and I were trying to get one of each but I don't know we got to like sixty or something at our table Ooh, between wow. all of us we got to, we were getting the little half I think like three or four ounce pours yeah you can get yeah. there. Yep. We got a decent way through the list, and then we we were marking them all off on the menu. And the next day, we looked at them, we're like, "Man, we didn't even make a dent." <laughs> but that was a good time. There's a lot of different varieties of of crooked tree there, and and all the different things. That it was it was interesting. What do you think of Hopcat downtown? I love it. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I like it. From Dearborn, it's ten minutes from us, and uh, I think. The first 12 days they were open, I was there six times. Okay. Um, <laughs> just because, I mean, I'm really, I mean, I love brewing beer, but, you know, I like drinking beer even more. So uh, that was awesome. I love Hopcat. I'm still going there all the time. Do you guys have any other uh, bars that you go to that you frequent that you like, whether it's a dive bar or? Yeah, all over Detroit. I mean. We were doing slow roll and whatever. Uh, you know, yeah. place we yeah. were ended up on Monday nights. We were going all over. Bad yeah, we like slow right roll. Yeah. Tell you what, people in uh, that live in the area, not a big fan of slow roll. <laughs> <laughs> no, leave it at that. Do, I, do they go by your apartment at all? No, they don't. But okay. usually, you know, that was back. The, you know, slow roll was going on when Dana was working at Quicken. Oh yeah, and yeah. so like I would be over in the Campus Martius area, or and you know, if, if I know that you know I'm early and I'm picking her up at nine you know i'd be out you know at like seven eight o'clock or you know when you know just whenever just killing time until i had to yeah. go pick her up so yeah those were interesting days to <laughs> say the least. why four thousand bikers going by come on so well i mean they i don't think slow roll ever comes to me which is interesting because uh, i'm right at uh, the cut mm-hmm. so and i don't That's think slow right. roll comes to the cut at all do they no they're over there a little bit oh, oh really, really? Well, uh, really, they had no. a few different routes. There was um, one, I think, that was over to Quintercut. Right? Yeah, say, so I thought they like, always yeah. went down uh, Jefferson and then would just cut down, you know, um, uh, East Grand. Oh, they're all over the yeah, place. Was, they yeah, started it's not, by Eastern Market. There were quite a few that yeah, started we, over there. Yeah, maybe half a dozen. That we started by Eastern Market. Yeah, then, yeah I'm uh, on the other side. I'm all, on Saint the other Andrews side of Gratiot by the church. Okay, now we. Yeah. They yeah, were at Batch, we right? We were at Batch twice. one time, St. Andrews. Batch, well, Batch is, Batch is definitely a uh, a great place. We were – I'm trying to think of the last time I was there. Um, well, I was there after um, – uh, what do you call it? We went to go see the the shorts for the Oscars. Like they played all 10 nominated Oscar shorts. So oh. like the five uh, cartoons. Yeah. DFT. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, the Detroit Film Theater DIA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. So that was definitely that was only like a nine dollar ticket or mm-hmm. something, and you got to see ten films, and these were really good films. You're just like, oh, you know, it's <laughs> definitely something different. And after like going to Imagine and going to uh, um, all these other theaters, Star, AMC, you know, where they have alcohol and stuff, you're not used to not being able to drink in a theater. <laughs> and it's like, nice. a, I like that theater. Though. Oh, that's it's a beautiful cool. yeah, yeah, theater. Yeah, old school. Yeah. Definitely one of my uh, new favorite places. Definitely something that I'm going to look into in regards to the DFT because I know the DFT mm-hmm. does a lot down uh, uh, for that theater for different events. And it's definitely, you know, it's a $5 Uber ride for me. So mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about parking or anything because I can just take an Uber there and an Uber back. $10. It's easier yeah. than trying to find a spot and walking. It's the one good thing about living downtown is that you don't have to worry because parking and getting a ticket, that's $45. Yeah. That's Ooh, yes. not a lot of fun. So I did have uh, – I'll, I'll tell you guys real quick. I was at um, uh, Cass and Warren at Mac and Brews, which is a brand-new restaurant over by uh, – in, inside Wayne State's campus. Mm. It used to be the Marville Bookstore. So they uh, they opened it up there, and I remember a parking meter got right behind my car, and I get a huge vibrate in my pocket, and it's my phone saying, your thing's about to expire. And I'm like, oh, no. So I'm working and like everybody's asking me questions. I'm like, hold on one second. I'm about to get a ticket if I don't do this. And they they understood. So like they're right behind my car and they're just waiting. They're waiting because they know that mine's about to expire. So I go, I go, I put in the two hours, like two minutes later, back out and leave. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, you're such a jerk. <laughs> like, you're not even giving me the benefit of the doubt of a few minutes in case I did go over. They're always driving down there, that's oh, yeah. for sure. They, Especially uh, with all that stuff in the Midtown area starting to Well, between between that and Gratiot, like Gratiot Central, they're always patrolling Gratiot Central. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Your Midtown seems to be really building up, too. I'm it excited is. for the streetcar to get finished. Oh, yeah. yeah that's yeah. going to be cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm really hoping that there's going to be some type of uh, future build in regards to that, that it gets up to 8 miles. I think I think it's planning on going to that even even farther than that. Like I was gonna say, yeah, I thought thought the the initial plan was that it was gonna at least get to Birmingham. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. that's what I heard. So, but I mean, even even at eight mile, you can turn that. um, You've got the the what do you call it there? The yeah, the the fairgrounds there, right? State fairgrounds. You know, you you could turn that fairgrounds into a parking lot where people can just literally you know take the tram all the way down without. Well, well, they have have that bus station there. They do have the bus station there. Yeah. So that, that that's a start, but then he wants to get the light rail up there. Yeah. No, I think it's actually, yeah, it's supposed to. I believe it's supposed to end in Birmingham, but the initial build is supposed to stop at either six or seven mile, and okay. then then after that, once they get everything up and running, then it will start building and going out further north, and at least get out to. Uh, I think it's Maple is where where the next. You know, the well, next. that's pretty much like the end of downtown Birmingham. It's right at Maple, right? Right. There. Yeah. Yeah. But it's interesting because I, I don't think that sh- – well, that's Old Woodward. Sorry, Old Woodward's at like 15 Mile in downtown Birmingham. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to think of what's at regular Woodward because I don't think I've ever been at regular Woodward in 15 Mile. <laughs> it's always been downtown. I've, I've never uh, gone. But it will be interesting to see. You don't have too many people. You know, it, it's attempting to have that, that huge disconnect that we had in regards to Detroit. Um, and the suburbs, you know, that huge mm-hmm. disconnect, yeah. everybody, you know, leaving the city, going to the suburbs, filling the suburbs, and then not coming back to the city. We saw what it did to the city, but we saw that there's so much commerce and business coming into the city that people are starting to want to come back. And, I mean, you guys are talking about slow roll, coming to right, Detroit, yeah, you know, 10-minute drive. Um, I'm assuming you don't live in the city. You live in the Dearborn area. Yeah, yep. right. Dearborn. So. 
We are planning, uh, like our facility right now is kind of more geared towards production, and then we want to have a tap room that we're going to open up downtown. That's like phase two. Okay. So that's what we're... Any, towards. Do you have like, any yeah, like sub or yeah. areas that you're looking <laughs> I into? I mean, we're really looking like right downtown. Okay. Uh, we uh, checked out a spot at the top of the Guardian building. Oh. Uh, if, if we get in there, we'd love to do that. Um, otherwise, I mean, we look maybe Corktown area or anywhere around the new Red Wings uh, arena. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, I mean, you're looking at places in that, that new Red Wings area. It's definitely there, – there's a place – there's a house that's like run down. Yeah, track. Originally, it's originally three million dollars. No, 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 no. I believe they went up because I think when they first listed it, it was two and a half million. Then it went up to two point nine. I was swore the last time I saw it listed, it actually went up to three point nine. Oh my gosh! Wow, yeah, but it's insane. it's also three plots. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. true. You know, that's that's plot. the big thing is yeah. that you, it, they're they're selling the land because whoever buys that house is going to tear oh, it down yeah, no matter course. what. Yeah. You're, you're not paying for whatever is inside that house or that house, period. Um, but it's one of the last you know remaining houses in the area that is not owned by the city or owned by the Illiches or owned by anything like that to where you, know, you can make that price to where you can be like, give me money or I don't move. And all they got to do is pay their taxes and they're fine. Keep their house up to code. And yeah. Yeah. It is still kind of interesting that Illich wouldn't buy it himself. Well, he's well, got probably so much money invested in the – He probably has no one. idea what's going on. Yeah. It's, 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 it's got to be his, Some, his son. His son's. Somebody's oh, got to yeah. be under his payroll that's got to be yeah. paying attention to it. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, the, you saw there is um, Comet. Like the second that Comet did not renew their liquor license, they were like, get out of here. Yeah. Right. Yep. You know, they they were not messing around downtown with the whole uh, construction of the Red Wings Arena. Yeah, um, I was wondering if Harry's was going to be uh, making the cut, you know. Well, I mean, they, they can't do anything unless, you know, if they renew, but, the, you know, Comet goofed. Yep. Yeah. Well, Harry's isn't going anywhere. Oh, yeah, Harry's no, won't Harry, go anywhere. Harry's, Harry's is staying. Harry's is going to get a lot more business now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Business. I mean, you think that they were busy during Tiger games and DCFC games. Oh, DCFC games, it gets pretty, pretty Well, good. Have you guys been to any of the uh, DCFC games at all? Do you know what no. DCFC is? Uh, nope. Detroit, Detroit, Detroit City uh, Football Club. Yeah, you got yeah. it. Yeah. I was going to say football club. Yeah. Uh, well, they're not going to be at Harry's anymore. They're well, yeah, they're going to be at Tramac. But, you know, even when they were playing at, at Cass Tech High, you know, they'd be. You know what's uh, that's a city that's missing a brewery is Hamtramck. Yeah. Well, I well now they're moving to Hamtramck. You know, someone might want to try doing that. But well, you you still got a lot. Like you still got Smalls that works. A lot down of there. small dive I think, bars. I think White Star closed though. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's a lot of like old uh-huh. old school yeah. uh, Polish dive bars, uh, Eastern European dive bars. Yeah, and I think that's one of the you know being a supporter of the team. You know, I'm the guy that drives all the way to Buffalo and then comes back the same day to watch a game. Yeah, that's all you, bro. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I've done that a couple times this past summer. You know, I think there, there's there's a lot of opera, a lot of places where those guys can go and. Oh yeah, and, and I'm walk sure to the stadium. I'm sure there's a lot of bars that you're gonna welcome with open arms because guaranteed. You're, like, oh, guaranteed. you're gonna bring 400 people into my bar for a couple hours before and after the game. Sure, yeah, <laughs> I ain't gonna turn that down. <laughs> I'll even I'll even cut you a deal and give you a couple specials on the. Oh yeah. <laughs> so and then um, does what do you call does Axel still make their uh, is Axel still gonna make their beer or is that because that was a milk in it? <sighs> well, uh, well. They had the it was the um, the Axel uh, oh gosh the Larue no wait what's it called oh, milking it Larue milking it milking it did the La, did the, the city uh, IPA the city IPA that's right um, 
I don't think so because uh, I know Motor City Brewing did La Rouge. Okay. So I think if Motor City continues to partnership with the team, that, that's probably something that they'll keep on putting out as a seasonal, I'm guessing. Because that's when they brought it out. Yeah. During the season. During the season. Yeah. Um, do you guys plan on like what what's your what's your initial lineup going to be for uh, the brewery itself in regards to production and stuff? Like what are your four or five mainstay beers that you plan on? I'm assuming an IPA because you yeah, know definitely. you're going to have people who walk around who judge breweries by their IPA. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, what else are you guys going to have we though? We kind of bring out like a sort of a diversified portfolio for beers. I mean, we kind of want to hit like a, a wide range. We're going to have an, an IPA or two, maybe a session IPA, um, a, a double beer, IPA, yeah, a triple stout. IPA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, we're going we're to have a, a stout. I think we're going to have a wheat beer. We're going to have like a wild card. Uh, it's like a wit. Um, Some kind of fruity blend for women. Yeah. Yeah. So the woman who comes with her guy for craft beer who says, I don't drink beer, I can say, aha, yes, you do. Yeah, we're we'll going to find one for you. Well, you have um, – what's what's the – Falling Down has one of those uh, vampire bunnies, which is one of their fruit blondes that they have uh, on draft. So – uh, there's definitely a market for that where a lot of people are uh, interested in that. Uh, what about an alt or a brown? Are you guys looking into? I mean, I I definitely think alt's a very underrated brew type. So it's hard. Like when I go to brew festivals, that's usually like what my I gear towards is I look for the alts and I look for the browns, mm-hmm. uh, and I look for breweries that I never go to, yeah. breweries that I probably will never go to, aka the UP. Okay, um, <laughs> yeah. but pretty far. I think if we were to go more along, kind of like a. Like middle of the road, not as big beer. We would probably do more into a lager, like a pilsner. Yep. Uh, I've brewed a pilsner before, and I really liked it. Um, those can be really drinkable ones. So we're definitely going to bring in lagers in the winter, um, just because our building doesn't have the best insulation. So yeah, <laughs> it's I a little think, bit easier to brew uh, lager in the winter because it's obviously. Yeah, I think cold. one of the the big things too is you need that beer that the your your PBR drinking, your Stroh's drinking, you know, blue collar mm-hmm. worker who comes in looking yeah. for a beer. You know, and that's, you know, one, one thing we mentioned Sellerman's before. One thing that Sellerman's does is they have what they call their trasher, which is their lawnmower beer. Their, yeah. You know, their beer for, you know, their, their American lager for the drinkers who are looking for an American lager. Because there are some people who just don't like fruit beer. They like the lagers yeah. and that's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we got yeah. a pale ale too going. And, yeah. I mean, I think we're going to have probably about six flagship beers, kind of like we were mentioning, sort of spread out towards like the craft beer stuff or the – we're also going to experiment like what Schwartz does, you know, and John was talking about. Oh, yeah. Different, like one-offs that we're going to do. And, you know, Definitely. Like well, that. I mean, that's that you, you have your own market testing. You have, yeah. a, you know, you're, you're looking in regards to having a tasting room to where people can come in, test it, and mm-hmm. you're going to be able to be like, oh, this is good or, oh, this is not good. Yeah, see the right. feedback. Exactly. So you you're going to see live feedback because they're going to be right there. Right. Mm-hmm. And it may be something that I like. Again, you know, when you're making this stuff, you make it to your taste and then it might not be commercially viable. So... We won't go with that way, but you know we, we like to have some experimentation. And again, like Lynette was saying, we're going to have the ciders as a complement and some of the wheat beers with a different fruit. So, are you guys going to be getting a bottling license and uh, producing beer to sell at uh, you know to go, whether it be a beer store or we're going to sell beer right from our place? Okay, uh, growlers, uh, seven hundred fifty bottles, um, six packs. If you want to come in, pick it up. Um, we're, we probably will do some bottling. Um, not a lot. I mean, our primary focus right now is going to be local, like bar distribution. A lot of uh, kegs. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. our main focus yeah. is trying to get into uh, bars, pretty much. Well, I know there's a lot of lax self distribution laws in regards to Michigan for 
small barrel, small batch beers to where if you make a beer, barrels, yeah, you, you know, those. you can yeah. self-distribute without having to go through the three-tier system. Yeah. You yep. can go to your own stores or specific stores or anything like that and sell it. And uh, you know who sells a lot of good beer? I do. Zatuna, I <laughs> Zatuna Liquor over in Rochester Hills. Okay. Um, definitely a place if you guys are ever in the, uh, you know, the, I guess, I guess it'd be like middle Oakland County area off of 59 and Rochester Road. Um, Zatuna Liquor, they sell everything in singles um, as well as it's a full liquor, uh, full liquor place, cigars. Um, you can get everything from, you know, again, single beers to pints of vodka, cigars, chips and snacks. Okay. It's the whole kit and caboodle. One of our sponsors, we do appreciate uh, Jack. Did, didn't we stop there before a 311 concert one time? We may have. I, mean, I think we I did. drink a was, lot. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we all do. You know, a lot of, a lot of my memories. 311 Offspring concert. A lot of my oh, memories nice. are uh, filled in with uh, hops and barley. Um, so if <laughs> yeah. that was 311 and Offspring, we were at – uh, DTE. Yeah, we, 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 pine so that, yeah, yeah, we that, still, that yeah. would make that yeah, would make sense if we were. <laughs> still, we still call that pine knob. That's pine that, knob. That me. would make sense if we were there because we would have drank in the parking lot. You know, tailgated over <laughs> yep, there. Yep. So, um, yeah, happy, pine knob yep, is happy times. Yeah, we're. At, I'm actually going to be going there on uh, the 10th of June. To uh, go see the BNL Bare Naked Ladies. I was going to say oh. it's Bare Naked Ladies, obviously. Yeah. I, that's yeah, no, that's that a concert late. that I really do not miss, and even though it's a Friday, so I will not be here. Um, oh, so we're gonna have to run the show without you without that time. Me. You're you're warning us now. In other words, I'm, I'm gonna be able to listen to the show. And you're not gonna listen to the show. No, I'm not. Probably not. <laughs> not if you're listening to Bare Naked. Like yeah, this. yeah. There you go. Well, I'll exactly. listen to the show after the fact on podcasts on SoundCloud. A couple oh, days after. A couple that. days after. Yeah. That. Well, we've been pretty good at getting the uh, the shows out pretty uh, pretty quick in we regards have, to. Yeah. Uh, how fast? Because I do all the editing here when we're doing our post show. <laughs> my As we're still is, finishing our beer. And uh, my question is, who's taking the lead? With you being gone. Uh, I don't. To know. Me, we, well, we do have some time. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. Got some, we, we got, got like four months. You got four and a half months to figure <laughs> that out. So yeah, how ba- do you run the board? <laughs> Bare Naked Ladies is definitely like my favorite band. So mm. it's definitely you know I'll probably go with my wife, uh, my cousin, and her husband. Um, so always a, uh, a fun event. They always put on a good show. So they I do. think that's why they I do. like them too. Mm-hmm. Um, as we're, uh, we're talking about, uh, you know, pretty much everything beer, beer related. Um, you know, I, I'm kind of trying to figure out, uh, in regards to, you know, you, you said you mentioned you're going to be distributing beer. You're going to be pretty much doing to go, you know, you're not going to be, you know, you're minus the kegs. Um, you know, oh, we'll serve glasses. Yeah, you're to come and have fun. You can oh, that. okay. Yep. So yeah. I didn't know that you were going to have because um, you mentioned having a tasting room in Detroit. I didn't know if that was separate from. That will be separate. Okay, yeah. so two. It's, that's phase two. That's down phase the two. down the line. Yeah, way down the line. No, for it's right not now. that well, way down the line. It's <laughs> a little family dispute there. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, phase next one week. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe next week. Maybe next week. Once we get the license, yeah. let's go for license number two. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's kind of similar to what Jolly Pumpkin does. You know, they have the downtown Detroit place, but then they also have you know Dexter and Ann Arbor. As North well. Peak. So, yeah. North yeah, that's a that's yeah. a huge. Yeah, when 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 I look, when I peeled back the skin of Jolly Pumpkin, and I'm like, oh, you've got a lot more than just Jolly Pumpkin because that's a full on brand um, uh, restaurant group. You could even yep. call it in regards to the uh, the business itself. Are you guys gonna have food at uh, the brewery or no? Not our uh, place in Dearborn, um, but eventually when we do open up downtown somewhere, uh, the tap room will definitely have food. Yeah. 
Uh, I was thinking it's more like Atwater. You know, they started off with that warehouse facility and sold. I was actually going to say, I'm looking looking at the photos from your guys' Facebook. You can look at Downing Brewing Company if you're on Facebook. It it looks like like an Atwater brewing, like the one on Jefferson kind of feeling. And then later on have the... Yeah, and we were going to do some... uh, Beer and food pairing? Yeah, actually, one of my uh, really good friends is actually a uh, chef at uh, Wolfgang Puck in the MGM Grand Casino. Oh. Uh, Probably one of our biggest fans is is of beer, too, so he's really pumped, too, when we actually do have a a tap to or a tap room to actually make a beer menu that goes with his food menu and just really pair it up, and that's something that we're going to do, I think, very well, bringing him on board. Um, so that's definitely something we're interested in. It was interesting. I think it was when Matt was over here because I think Matt Bush was working for MGM at the time because he was talking about how when MGM, they were transferring over from the old building to the new building and everyone working in the new building, the restaurants were doing soft openings, menus. You know, They were cooking everything so everyone got to eat for free. And he was just like, can't tell you how many times I ate at Wolfgang Puck and all these other places. <laughs> Eating everything and anything that I could, and it was delicious. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm a little envious. I'm, I'm a horribly picky eater. Uh, mm. My wife's a, a culinary student, and, you know, more of a pastry chef than she can cook anything, and it's delicious. But uh, more pastry chef than anything, and I don't drink too much, or I don't drink too much. I don't. <laughs> I don't, I don't wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Who are you? <laughs> I, don't, I don't eat too many pastries, so most of my sweets uh, come from, uh, from a bottle. come from a bottle. Yeah. Uh, chocolate, cocoa nibs, all that, uh, all that stuff. <laughs> um, you know what's interesting though is you're, you're talking about beer and stuff, and I don't. Have you guys ever thought of like um, using like Randalls to infuse beer post production? Have you guys ever done that before? I made a Randall. I you made before. a Randall. Yeah. Okay. Um, I actually did a little bit of work at Adventures in Homebrewing. Um, in between when I was done with college and before I started working what's in that. C- Adventures in Homebrewing? Yes. It's a homebrew store in Taylor. You okay, right Thank you. by that store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so when I was there randling, I know I was watching um, the owner, Dogfish Head. He had, a, he had a randall, and I was like, I want to make one of those. Sam Cologne. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I went home, ordered a water filter, and you take the filter out, put a PVC pipe in, drill a bunch of holes in it, and load it with hops. And I uh, I mean, we, we definitely are going to do some randall beers, and that's right. something that I think is awesome. I love when you put some fresh hops in it or, you know, you can put different flavors in. Like you said, cocoa nibs, some you can put some bourbon chips in there. Well, there was, there was definitely one that um, always sticks out in my mind because it ta- tastes like the chocolate wheat from um, uh, Shorts. And that was uh, Three Nicks Scoreboard, one of our sponsors over in uh, Allen Park. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, they, yeah. did, uh, they did 312 with cocoa nibs, chocolate, and coffee. Oh, and it was so good. Like think you know, like a chocolate wheat. It was literally chocolate and a wheat beer. It was so smooth, so delicious. We got a howler of it. And I was so upset we only got a howler of it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm hoping they uh they do it soon, but uh three next scoreboard over in Allen Park, uh it's definitely a hidden gem in that area. Yep, yeah. I've been there. Um, there's one in Dearborn too. Yep. yep, there's there's actually I think there's three three Nicks bars. There's the tap room, the scoreboard, and a third one, all in the same uh, conglomerate of yeah. three Nicks. But the scoreboard one though, they got like twenty eight drafts, a bunch of bottles. They have a uh, a tall refrigerator that you can see all the bottles and stuff. Really, really, you don't expect it because it has that dive bar yep. feel though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're expecting like you know Miller Light and maybe a Shandy, like a <laughs> Lining Google Summer Shandy is going to be all Country you're going to get. Ale. <laughs> but yeah, three next scoreboard. Uh, find them over in Allen Park on Van Bourne Road. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break. 
Uh, we've got uh, one more segment after this. We're going to finish up talking with the uh, Downey family of Downey Brewing Company. We will be right back. And we are back with episode 21 of the Better on Draft podcast. Of age. Of age. We're still <laughs> hey, here. I finally with the, got one. All right. <laughs> we're legal. We're yeah. still here with the Downey right. family. We appreciate you guys coming out. Uh, we appreciate, appreciate you having us. Yeah, yeah we appreciate the, uh, the gifts you've brought us. Um, so we, we were talking kind of offline in regards to uh, beer and your, your recent trips in regards to everything that you were doing outside yep. of the state for research. It's <laughs> <laughs> very important. Yeah. So, you know, t- tell us about some of the, you know, maybe outside of Michigan breweries, maybe stuff that, you know, it's not your standards. You know, obviously, you know, we have Surly. We were talking about Maine Brewing, Allagash. You know, what are some off the beat paths where people should maybe definitely check out if they're in the area? Uh, I think one that's not too far away from here is uh, Flying Monkeys Breweries. They're in uh, oh. Barrie, Ontario. So if you're driving out to Toronto, it's not too far out of the way. Okay. That was uh, we actually made a big trip. The goal was to go to Hill Farmstead, get Hill Farmstead and Hattie Topper. Um, Which and so we're, we're drinking some Hill, Hill Farmstead right now, and it's delicious. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. So I, we, I, I tell you what, I was worried about the hype. <laughs> I, I ain't worried anymore. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's definitely good. So it's we got drink, hype for a reason. Yeah, it's it's a well. Good some places have hype <laughs> for a reason, but then you go there and you're like, really, this yeah. is it? Yeah, Hill Farmstead and and Hetty Topper do not disappoint. If you guys ever have a chance, make it out to Burlington, yeah. Vermont area. Um, Hetty Topper is delicious. You can go yeah. see Bernie over um, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> lucky enough to have two cans of, of Hetty sitting oh. in the house, thanks to uh, some very good friends that I have living out in New Hampshire. Yeah, yeah. drink it. It's only it's 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 best right now. So drink it now. Okay. <laughs> That's my only advice. I mean, it's I guess still, I know what I'm opening when I get home yeah. tonight. I mean, I would suggest help with opening a can maybe next Friday around seven o'clock. <laughs> but That's I just think I can, yeah. I can a do suggestion. That. Yeah, suggestion. That's very good beer. Yeah, the Hetty Topper oh, or the, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I haven't had Hetty Topper. Obviously, it's not my style. Yeah, so okay, I'm not well, going again, to. I'm not yeah, going to not. reach out towards it. Obviously, again, I don't. I don't mind trying beer. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have Devil Dancer, and I can't wait to have. We're, we're going to do Devil Dancer from last year because we have a bottle from last year and a bottle from this year. And I want to see if if the hops have fallen off enough for me to like it. Um, because <laughs> I I don't drain pour beer. I drink whatever. If I open it, it's gone. Yep. There's no drain pouring. If my wife opens up a beer and she can't finish it, I drink it. I don't like pouring beer down the drain. So when Devil Dancer came out and I was literally – I was in Grand Rapids on Devil Dancer Day. Didn't know even know it. I'm like, I'll stop at the brewery, grab – I think I grabbed you an actual grass, uh, glass growler. And I'm like, oh, what's going on? And there's this giant line. I'm like, oh, God. So I found out it was Devil Dancer Day and it was probably the worst tasting beer I've ever had. You know who loves like, uh, Devil Dancer? Who is that? Little known fact, my friend that works at the casino, Mick Jagger. When Mick? he was in town for the Rolling Stones, he uh, he had like four or five pints of Devil Dancer when he had dinner. <laughs> oh, that's why. That's how he dances. Like so, that. little known fact. Um, that one will definitely put hair on your chest. So, yeah, it'll I put hair in a lot of more places than your chest. That's for sure. Yeah, but the Devil Dancer to me is is a very good brew. I like that. I, I do like it. We'll we'll, we'll definitely have it. Um, we're we're hoping to do it as a as a one in one because we're also going to do a hop slam because I have a bottle of hop slam from yeah. last year. And one of the things a lot of people do not, you know, Hop Slam isn't meant to be aged, but if you do age Hop Slam, it turns into a very good, delicious uh, yep. barley wine, a honey barley wine. Yep. And you're, you know, everybody's like, oh my gosh, you have to drink it right. I'm like, oh no, I loved it one year later. And it was, it was one of those, um, 
uh, an oops aging. Like yeah. it just kept mm-hmm. getting pushed to the back of my refrigerator. <laughs> and then after like eight months, you know, we're in November. I'm like, yeah, I'll just save it. And I'm, we wound up opening it for uh, – um, I have a wrestling party every month for the pay-per-view. So I'm like, yeah, we'll open it up for the Royal Rumble. Yeah. And it was just so good after one year. I'm like, why do not? Why do people not like this? But again, they want the hop flavor. They yeah. want that that um, that bitterness as opposed right. to the honey barley wine, or they just buy a honey barley wine for that matter. Yeah. Right. So that's that's Definitely. really that all I had for that story in regards to uh, <laughs> hop slam losing. That's it. I know that. And the, then you the, found twenty bucks. And then I, no, no money. <laughs> I was gonna say that Hill Farm said I'm trying to uh, pawn off talking to somebody else so that maybe I can finish the rest of this Hill Farm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there. so we did a trip, a couple of my buddies in the fall. Uh, again, research. Um, so we stopped. I As think, he used air quotations. Quote. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was research um is that so, what you put on your taxes this year yeah as a, make sure you tell the irs there's yeah. research too um yeah. but yeah we stopped in i think 10 breweries in four days uh first one was flying monkeys barry ontario probably gave the best tour ever because it was just us three and then uh the girl from marketing there and she was giving us literally every single thing that they had available <laughs> we got to try um, and then we went to Unibrew in uh, Montreal. Oh, I'm just jealous there. That place was awesome. Uh, we got actually a private tour there um, because of my friend that's at MGM, and he actually hooked it up with uh, one of his distributors, and we got a private tour there. It was kind of hard with the language barrier because the, the tour guide – when Brewer spoke French, and we were we don't know any French, but <laughs> we were able to cheers and say, "Hey, yeah, good beer," and you know he enjoyed it. Um, so that place was a really cool uh, cool place to check out. And then we finally made it to Burlington. Um, and the funny thing about Burlington is we were just trying to figure out a place where we could uh, drink Hetty Topper, and we walked up to one bar and uh, we said, "Hey, do you have a Hetty Topper on here?" And they're like, hey, "Actually, you're on special tonight, five bucks a can." So. Um, that was pretty cool. It's just like drinking I it like know. water there. Um, and where everyone else here is just waiting, waiting. Wait, yeah, that, that's pretty much waiting. all it is. <laughs> and of course, you know, with Hetty Topper, it's a, a, a quick seller, obviously, because it's an IPA. So everybody wants it right away yep. to drink it right away. Um, again, I really don't – I don't reach out for IPAs as much. I don't look for IPAs or try to drink IPAs. Um, if somebody hands me an IPA, I'm going to drink it. Like I've had Double Crooked. I've had – uh, double dancer, pretty much anything that you can have. But again, yeah, it's uh, IPAs is definitely a different game changer when you're looking for research, quote unquote, yeah. or uh, <laughs> air quotes, or uh, doing beer trades. Because you know, we, you were mentioning it in one of our very first podcasts uh, that I did back when it was more of a pilot, and we did uh, if we could taste the difference between four day old two hearted and four week old. Mm-hmm. So we had three that were four uh, week old. And you had to try to taste the four day old. So you had four four glasses. You know, we we, we this is very scientific, quote yeah. unquote. Like we had we had yeah. Cheerios to cleanse the palate and stuff to do everything you can. But again, you know, out of I think there was five of us that tried it, and none of us could find out the four day old versus four week old unless you really looked at it in sunlight. Like that was really? the only way we could uh, tell the difference is if we looked at it no in sunlight. In taste hmm. or anything. Yeah, we uh, again, you know, we we don't admit that we have the best palates. I'm not going to yeah. come here and bullshit you and say, you know, hey, you know, I've got the palates. I can taste, you know, all ten hops, different hops that you have in that beer. No, uh, I'm just going to say if I like it or not. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we did a big uh, playoff last year where um, all the beers that he brought back from, you know, Maine and his trip like that. We had a, it was like a NCAA March Madness tournament style uh, blind uh, test. Oh, okay. To say who nice. would, uh, 
about the victory. What one? The surprising win uh, was um, what's the one? The double one from Founders. Um, double Trouble. Yeah. Oh, double, was tr- the surprise oh, double trouble! Winner. Um, the the caveat to that is I did pick up Double Trouble yeah, earlier fresh. that day, yeah, so that was the freshest of them all. Ah. But we had um, Hetty Topper was in. So this that. was an all IPA. It was a double IPA oh. bracket. We had wow. uh, sixteen. I would not have fun in that. <laughs> we had sixteen <laughs> double IPAs. Uh, Hetty Topper was in it. Two of the Hill Farmstead beers. It was uh, Abner and Double Galaxy. Um, there was uh, Redanculus, if you remember that. Yeah, I like Redanculus. I thought Redanculus was more of an amber than a... It's technically, they call it an imperial red. red. Yeah. But it's mm-hmm. super hopped up. So we, we included it in our, our competition <clears throat> there. And our final was actually Double Trouble and um, Redanculus. And Double Trouble uh, edged it out, I guess. So two non-craft beers were in your finals. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess if you want to call it that way. Yeah. <laughs> No, just so you guys are aware, we we do that because everybody has their own definition of craft beer, and we don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were all craft beer if, to me. If if you enjoy it, that's all that matters. Right. But you know, don't go and say one beer is not craft beer, and then have your own made up definition when yeah. they're quote unquote is a fact a definition. If you like it, enjoy it. What does it matter if I'm drinking Yingling or Sam Adams, which are the two craft, not craft beers that everybody talks mm-hmm. about? And then, of course, you got craft versus crafty, like your Killian's Blue Moon, mm-hmm. uh, Shandy's, all that stuff. Lion and Kugel, yes. <laughs> Lion and Kugel. You know, we we actually had a, a representative from Powers here, and he was worried that you know if he made mention that because uh, he brought us uh, Alex Henry or Henry's Hard Soda. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. those were oh, so good. Those were good. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he was afraid to tell us that it was a macro from. He was like, "It's a macro from Wisconsin. It's Miller." Don't you don't you don't, have to, we, don't we don't care. It tastes I delicious. It was, I don't care who makes it. it was orange right. Crush and Canada Dry. Oh yeah, pretty all. much. Yeah, yeah. that's the most important really part. good. Yeah. Have yeah. you guys have you guys have any of these uh, orange um, the hard sodas that Henry's had or yeah, I, I like the root beer. The root yeah. beer. Okay. Oh, yeah. I don't th- I don't think I had the Henry. That, uh, I haven't had root beer. Yet. I was gonna say not yeah. your father's did a root beer. I yeah. love Sprecker's uh, root beer over not your father's in Coney Island. That was definitely. One that was underrated because a lot of people were like, oh, not your father's. And then when you could get not your father's, everybody's like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's sitting on the shelves now on discount racks. But like Coney Island was all right. But I think Sprecher's definitely one out of all of those. I don't know if you guys had a chance to have Sprecher's root beer yet. But Uh -uh. that is definitely one of my favorite in regards to the hard root beer. um, Uh. Hard root beer choices. So what's what's next for Downey? You guys are getting your license. After the license, what's the next step? Big party. Yeah. yeah. We're going to have an opening day. Yeah. As soon as we get approved, um, we're going we're gonna to start brewing. We're going to go um, six to eight weeks. You know, we're going to brew um, at least probably six, at least six beers. Then we're going to have a grand opening party. So, you know, make sure you like we're us. We're invited, on, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, like us on Facebook or Instagram already or, did. or whatever. I already had you. <laughs> And uh, we'll we'll be announcing it over there, and uh, you know, come on down and try our beers. And and also, if you want to keep in the loop, we just started a YouTube channel. We're gonna release like one uh, video every month, just to, to say like, hey, this is what we're up to, or or even we'll just do like stupid stuff to you know satire and joke around, or or maybe even like this how we brew, or you know, whatever. Nice. So uh, how did that Kickstarter go for you guys? Obviously, you awesome. had your Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. how we got started. I was, say, I was I've been looking at this, and I mean, I'm always like impressed with just kicks, <laughs> just people doing Kickstarters in general. Never mind, actually, you know, just 
everyone just pouring all that money out there. Yeah. And from what I'm seeing, it's like you guys started the Kickstarter in September 2014. You had was the, the was the goal at twenty five thousand? Yeah, yes. it's all and or nothing. You yeah. guys hit twenty five thousand in a month. Yeah. And wow. it, I think it, I said it, there's there's <laughs> eighty six backers, so we're talking three hundred bucks a person. Yeah, there was uh, there uh, was yeah. one. It, it, it ends. It was a stressful month. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we had one big one on the end. Yeah. Oh, so wait, who who was checking the Kickstarter and like, sending text updates to everyone? We were watching yeah, it everyone, at, at the table. I mean, that, that night that it ended, we were all just watching, and we're like, I, I and we had we, yeah, we were under it still, a couple thousand yeah. dollars away. Like, and short. then and then somebody uh, came in with a you know, really big mm-hmm. uh, donation. And I guess I was I was looking at it. It's like okay, it's everything is in Dearborn, and you want everything to be local. But then I look at the the top cities that are on the list, and we've got East Lansing, Troy, uh, someone in two people, two backers in Columbus, mm-hmm. um, two yeah. backers in Canada, and one in the Columbus, Michigan, or Ohio. I'm gonna go with Columbus, Ohio. Unfortunately, are you sure it's yeah. not Columbus, Georgia. <laughs> <Yeah>. Columbus, Georgia. <laughs> you see these two letters after the city. That's it's called a state. state. <laughs> But I mean oh. to to see to see a backer from the Netherlands. I mean, Wait, I, what? Yes, yeah. is, there is a backer from the Netherlands. I'm, I'm it Kickstarter. was because of Dan's awesome Kickstarter video. If you, guys, <laughs> if you guys haven't had a chance to watch his Kickstarter video, yeah, I know I'm his out. mother and I have to like it. But, but the other thing you'll need to watch is Dan had the inaugural webisode on YouTube. And so uh. that one came out in January. That's the YouTube he's talking about. And he's going to have a February. So we have a creative genius in our midst. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, this isn't even the first uh, local brewery that started with a Kickstarter. Obviously, Urban Rest is another one that got their funding from a Kickstarter. Uh, and I think it speaks in regards to the local community. Everybody yeah. wants to see new. Everybody wants to see – you know, you, you see that in Detroit. It's everybody mm-hmm. wants to see Detroit business succeed, whether it's Dearborn, Troy, Novi yeah. or, or Detroit. Um, the fact that you know everybody wants to see it succeed and when you get into the beer industry, everybody even further wants to see it succeed. And I think you see that when you see these breweries who are – you know. That, that still have long lines for all their beers. You know, you got Four Elf Day, you've got the Solstices at Kunin, you got um, you know, Dark Lord Day over in Munster. But still, you know, the, the beer industry itself has this crazy um, you know, community that are everybody is really hardcore for it, and it's great to see uh people going towards it. So um, what were you guys offering for your Kickstarter for people to uh, donate to? We had a lot of different rewards. It started out uh, from a sticker to a koozie to T-shirts to hats, um, hoodies, glasses. glasses. Um, but we actually, I think the thing that really helped us out is we threw a party, um, actually, where the brewery is going to uh, open at our place in Dearborn. Uh, my grandpa owns the building, so we cleared it all out, and we actually brewed a bunch of homebrew. We had 18 different kegs of homebrew. Oh, wow. Basically mm. proving people, here's all the different styles of beers that we can make, and we let them taste it all, and then we let them decide, you know, hey, here's 18 beers. You can drink them all. And, you know, maybe you should, you know, donate, and that way we can actually take this to the people. Yeah. And I think that was huge because yeah. we had about 200 people or so that showed up to the Kickstarter party. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then yeah. obviously and we had some they. cash donations. People yeah. donated cash that day. And so then that they, was the kitty. They tell people about it. And then, you know, 
obviously all the cool swag that goes with it, like every every other Kickstarter oh, yeah, out right. there. Um, so that was that was I think that yeah that was a platform for when we launched the Kickstarter and uh, I mean people who haven't watched it it was we kind of did a parody of like the Boondock Saints so (laughs) (laughs) So there's the teaser yeah there's there's like two brothers and a dad sort of like fighting bad men or whatever and we're like fighting bad beer so our thing was like beer bad beer. <laughs> We're definitely going to have to check this out uh, offline <laughs> yeah. right after the show's over. Um, but there, there is something I wanted to bring up with you guys. Obviously, coming into the business a little bit more, and one of the big news articles that happened most recently was that uh, BrewDog released all of their recipes. Okay, have you guys heard about this? Yes, I actually downloaded it on my phone yesterday. <laughs> okay, <laughs> how long did you wait for it to download? I was trying. It took a while. Yeah, yeah I was trying to download it uh, last night, and I had. New, I'm being the wrestling fan yeah. that I am. I had New Japan Pro Wrestling playing on high quality in the background, so it really took a long time. I'm like, I can't wait. For Way to this kill anymore. a band with it. Well, I was on. Well, I have AT&T Uverse. If that's any indication, that's oh. the problem. Only yeah. took me like 30 <laughs> seconds, but I was on work Wi-Fi. Oh, that's definitely oh. a lot faster than AT&T I mean, home Wi-Fi. Yeah. So I think that's really cool, actually, what they're doing there. Um, I went to Scotland this summer, and I went to one of their brew pubs, and I have a lot of respect for what BrewDogs is doing. And I think that's one of the cool things about the craft beer community is there's not a lot of competition against each other. Is They all want to make good beer, and they want to help each other make good beer. Mm-hmm. So BrewDogs, they want you to make a good beer at home. Here's how we make our beer. And they're giving you the recipe. So I think that's something that's really cool, part of the community. And I think that's a good point that you make, that I think a lot of the brewers, the brewers are not against each other. I think the the competition is created by the drinker as opposed to the brewer itself. Exactly. Um, And I think it, you know, one of the big things we we talk about here um, in regards to craft beer, because, you know, we're very, very uh, anti-snob. Like we don't like snobs. We don't like the people who are snob-ish. Um, but we feel that the craft brew industry, the people who are the drinkers, the people who are the ones that are the per- – they're, they're the biggest enemy of the craft beer industry. They're the ones that are waiting in line. They're the ones that are uh, creating demand um, or supply shortages. You know, you're, you're talking people who chase trucks at uh, Goose Island on um, uh, – what's the, that Black Friday. For Bourbon County. Yeah, and then you know, complain when people are charging twenty five dollars for a bottle, but you already purchased you know every single allotment you had because you were following the the one powers truck around the uh, around the block because you knew that that's what they were delivering that day. So you know, it, it's definitely an interesting thing because a lot of brewers they help each other out. You know, yeah, I don't yeah. think I can think of a brewer who I do not like, a brewer that does not like another brewer. Um, and a lot of these brewers come from other breweries. Yep. Yeah. They they worked at a brewery for a long time, and they're like, "All right, this is my time to shine. I got the investment. Let's go." And that's what happened. You know, Shrams spawned Bee Nectar. Bee Nectar spawned Cellarman's. Oh, okay. you know Nick from uh, you know from Black Lotus. You know he had that gig. Yeah, Nick uh, was at Coonan. Coonan. Yep. and now he's the head guy over at uh, Black Lotus. Yeah, right. last there. summer I think uh, Batch Detroit had uh, or Batch Brewing had some trouble with their glycol chiller and. Bean Nectar had a local had an extra one and they lent it to him. So I'm I'm hoping that, you know, maybe when we open that we'll get kind of part of that community and mm-hmm. and and be a part of it. So Yeah. I think that's what you think. I that's definitely what, what I've seen as a consumer. Obviously, yeah. I've I've met a decent amount of brewers. We've had, you know, about uh, you know, 6 to 8 of them here on our show. Uh and each one always has the same thing. They're always very nice, always very humble. Um and that, you know, they're they're not really full of themselves and I think there are 
Uh, you know, we, we circle back to the beginning of the conversation that we had. There's two reasons why you build a brewery. Either you like what you do or you're in it for the money. And I think the ones who are in it for the money are the ones that are going to just stick to themselves. They don't say anything. They don't do anything. That's all they do. And then you have the ones that are going to uh, re- reach out, branch out. You know, you've mm-hmm. got companies who are doing collaborations right. all the time I, around yeah, here. We want right. to do some of that too. Yeah, I would love to collaborate. Yeah. yeah. It's for the love of the product. Oh, I mean, yeah. You just you, know, you go there and it's just an enjoyable thing. And you bounce ideas off of one another, and it's better for everybody. Well, and and I think that's what you see. You know, like one of our sponsors, North Center Brewing. There we go. Gotta get that. (laughs) Gotta make Bob happy. uh, (laughs) Yeah, you you got you got North Center Brewing, and you know one one of the big things. You know, they haven't done any collaborations yet, but the fact is, is that they have three people who are making the beer, making the ideas, and they're collaborating with each other. You know, they're all home brewers. And they decided to get into this business by themselves, but they're not, you know, nobody's above each other. They all talk to each other, do their own thing. You know, Bob has his ideas. Kevin has his ideas. You know, they, they all work together. And I think that's what's most important. And, you know, as you guys said, you know, you have your ideas. Obviously, as the, the lead brewer, you have your ideas. You've been home brewing for years. You have your ideas. Right. Obviously, you want to make her happy. So you have her <laughs> ideas as well. <laughs> You know, yeah. and and that's I think that's the big thing too is that you're not you're you're going from making beer for yourself, which is what you did as a home brewer. Yes. You made stuff that you'll drink. To now, what will other people like? Because mm-hmm. what you like isn't what everyone likes. Absolutely. And there's things that you like that a lot of people like your IPAs, and that's always going to be a big seller wherever you go, especially if somebody walks around because they're judging breweries by their IPA. Mm-hmm. Dean, right. you, usually smart. <laughs> usually those are the smart guys. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh serve no. a turn, well player. <laughs> No. So it's always um, always fun to see. You know, we, we appreciate you guys coming out. Yeah, thanks um, thank you. Us. You know, is there anything you want to promote? Anything that you want to uh, talk about? Make sure that you uh, get out there. Uh, I think Lynette wants to make sure that something gets. Yeah, it looks uh, like sure, she's uh, got an idea. Yeah. I don't know what it is. That's okay. You can John, talk. John is entering the World Cup of beer. Oh, oh. yeah. Oh. We're, uh, we're going to be putting some beers into that. So. So the World Cup of Beer, what is that? The World Beer Cup, um, basically it's every two years. It's You send some beer into them, they judge them, and at the end there's a uh, gold, silver, bronze for all the different categories that they have, and then they also have uh, different uh, categories for small brewery, large brewery, micro brewery, and there's um, like Brewer of the Year awards for all that. So it's pretty much the Olympics of beer. So The Olympics of I beer. I want to be like Usain Bolt, so we entered two beers. <laughs> Uh, so we entered three beers in that. So um, you don't want to be like the Phelps. <laughs> no, because see, I mean, he does have see, more medals. As much yeah. as he has more medals, when you're Michael Phelps, you don't win the prelims. You just <laughs> you just qualify. That's all it that matters, and then you win at the end. Yeah. There you go. That's that's the Michael Phelps. Swim hard way enough to, to win the prelims. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But I mean, well, he was also <laughs> swimming what like six or eight different. Um, right. Yeah. Right. Each like eight, year, eight, so. different, eight different events. Well, his yeah. wingspan's about fifty feet, so he's got this advantage. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what also he did is he um, he did some pregame rituals, yeah, and then he put a candy bar at the end. So I thought was, it was Doritos. Doritos, that might, that might be. He notes that Ken was doing a puff puff pass motion. Yes. <laughs> so, oh, Michael, if I don't care, whatever. Right. I, I don't understand how people say that that's a performance enhancing drug. No, I don't think so. That, don't that want just to takes anything. <laughs> if you want to do some deep deep couch sitting, that's performance. <laughs> 
Is, is that an Olympic sport, or is that maybe maybe they're trying it? They're trying to get in. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a demonstration yeah. sport. Demonstration yeah. sport. That's, that's what the sport is before it becomes an actual. Yeah, Olympics you got like ultimate frisbee coming in and deep couch city. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I think uh, uh, Robin Williams always had that. Um, that that comedic set in regards to uh, weed as a performance enhancing drugs. I think Sean White got popped. Yeah, <laughs> and they're just like, um, why why is that a performance enhancing? Drug? I mean, I could see it for like hot dog eating contests, like Kobayashi. <laughs> I don't know. Kobayashi, you think he's uh, he's what about Joey Chestnut? Uh, I don't know. They, they just, I mean, they got to test him, right? They got to test. It's got to be a, uh, a level playing field. Well, I don't. I don't know if you guys follow. Um, <laughs> if you guys follow MMA at all, but there is an actual um, an MMA fighter who is a uh, a gamer. Like he streams on Twitch, so he plays games in front of everyone and does commentary and stuff. And while he was playing, the um, the committee that does the drug testing literally showed up at his door. To do a randomized drug test because he's like, who the hell's at my door? And he's like, oh, gotta go, guys. Sorry, you gotta go pee in a cup. Oh, so, um, who was that? Oh, God, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, wow. but I'm sure if you search it real quick, you know, I'm sure MMA fighter. Um, you know, you, we were watching hockey not too long ago. Um, are you guys gonna be watching the uh, the game tomorrow over? Um, uh, I guess it'd be the Avalanche game, stadium the Stadium Series, game, uh, yeah, absolutely. Field. Yeah, yeah. Dan and I, uh, lifelong hockey players, we still play every Tuesday night in Southgate. Team Hatrick Swayze, yeah, we're uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm down. Back to back chance. Uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah really there you go. Um, so yeah, we'll definitely be watching that. You know, I got the alumni the alumni games going on in the other yeah, room right yeah, now. Yeah, so yeah, yeah I've, I've got it on DVR, yeah. so I plan on watching it then. <laughs> I want to at least see if Adam Foote decides to punch Chris <laughs> Draper as he promised he would. <laughs> what do you guys think of the Wings this year, though? I mean, you guys playing hockey, obviously you watch the Wings. They've got I some assume. impressive young players. Uh, they'll pull it together, I'm sure. Um, it could be exciting. We'll see what happens. I'm I'm really interested in what Mrazek does in the uh, playoffs. I think sometimes you can ride a hot goaltender, and he seems like the kind of goaltender that could get hot and and take him mm-hmm. far in the playoffs. Well, so. I mean, if you want to talk about a hot goaltender being ridden, Carey Price, yeah. and after he got hurt, what Montreal is now Ooh. is completely. Exactly. Garbage fire! You're pretty much ready to like sell the entire team at this point. <laughs> yeah. Get the dumpster and get the gas can. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, yeah, we're we're definitely big hockey fans here, and and talking about hockey, Dylan Larkin's definitely a great player, and how he dropped that low for us to pick him up is ridiculous. I, don't I they happens. do a good job with their drafting. I, I think so too, but I, even that Dylan Larkin was a pretty lucky pick at 15 or 16, wherever they are. Um, you know, are, are you guys, what, what's your guys' opinion on Howard then? Uh, I like, yeah, I like him, you know, I'm not going to say anything about Howard. I I don't think he's, I don't think he's great. I think he's good. And I think Mrazek earned, I think Mrazek earned his spot, how he played last year in the playoffs. Um, I don't think he played bad at all. Um, I don't think Howard would be better, but I also don't think Mrazek earned that spot over Howard for that. Now, again, I don't want to say that like. Howard's a bad player or Mrazic's a bad player, but I think Howard should have had the start. Um, that's just my opinion, though. I mean, you I guys like get, having both on the team. You know, like kind of well, keeps the pressure up between. Yeah. You know, that's who's always start been and, a you know. Red Wings thing since like '96. You're, yeah. you're yeah. talking Vernon Osgood. You're talking yeah. Hasha Kujo. You're talking Hashik Osgood. You're talking, you know, um, Gustafson Howard. You know, it's always been a two-goalie system here in Detroit. I can't think of the last time where it's pretty much we rode one goalie, maybe Manny Legacy, maybe. back in like 0405. But, mm. 
you're you're not talking these days now, you know, the 90s, the 2000s. <laughs> so we're we're wrapping up and I want to ask one serious question in regards to uh the Red Wings cuz it's always a a fun question to ask. Vladimir Konstantinov doesn't get hurt in the uh between uh you know 97 98 season. How many more cups do the Wings win before the salary cup or salary cap happens after like 01? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would honestly say at least two more. Um, you know, there was a few series that they had against the Abs back in the day. Whoever wins that series wins the cup. Yep. And they lost a few series. Maybe if they have Konstantinov, that doesn't happen. And then I don't know if Konstantinov still would have been playing in 2009, losing to the uh. Penguins in Game 7, but he would have been about the same age as Lindstrom. So. I, I, I always still remember the uh, the the six men on the ice. Yeah. Uh, game yeah. six, <laughs> like three weeks in a row. Oh, it hasn't been three weeks. That's still. Yeah, you don't want to talk about that one. That still hurts. That was the most like, painful sporting event ever. That's like being right. a Cubs fan and not talking about the Bartman incident. <laughs> Oh, come on, Bettman yeah, would yeah, not yeah. like the monotony of the Wings winning so many cups. I, I well, we don't would, care would, about Bettman. I know, but Bettman well, cares Bettman about care about us. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well, yeah. So I, I would only say two. <laughs> oh, man. All right, guys. Well, where can they find you on uh, Facebook, website, Twitter, marketing guy, Dan? Go. I mean, uh, Facebook.com slash Downey Brewing Company and then everything else, uh, social media, Instagram, Twitter. We're, we're at Downey Brewing Co. Uh, then we also have a website, uh, downingbrewingcompany.com, and then we've got a YouTube channel, Downing Brewing Co. Also, so uh, yeah, check us out, hit us up, subscribe, and yeah, I think stay it's, in touch. It's going to be a good summer. We're going to be opening, yep. and I think we really would like to have anyone come on down. Once we're opening, just keep a lookout for us. Yeah, we're well, going to be we'll definitely be there. Stuff. Yeah, when you guys get get the get the green light, yep. we will definitely yep. be. We want to make a brew for you. Yeah. Hey, hey, oh, there we hey, go. Hey, there we go. We got a beer name after this All right. <laughs> yep. All right, guys. For all of us here, we appreciate you guys coming Thank on you. down. My Downing name is Ken, Company. Nick, Robert, Dan over at the Net- Nightwish concert. And uh, <laughs> as we always close every show, remember, if you think you've got a good beer, we think it's better on draft. Have a good night.